0: You are listening to The MILF Podcast, for moms intent on living fit and fabulous. Fit and fabulous. This show is for real people. Real people. People who don't have the spare time to live life at the gym and those who have to balance being moms, being professionals, but also wanting to look and feel hot. Oh, heads up, this show isn't about fast, quick fixes. Not here. Here, we're going to help develop an actual lifestyle change, but one that's manageable along with your other responsibilities and most importantly, one that is sustainable. You got this. So we're going to take a little time, but we're going to do it right. Are you ready? Let's go. It's time to get your sexy back through healthy and holistic fat loss and get back to being a MILF, mom's intent on living fit and fabulous. And here's your host, Andy.
1: Hello and welcome back. You are listening to the MILF Podcast and I am your host, Andy. So today we are going to talk about all things exercise. Um, if we're going to talk about the best type of exercise you can do as a busy mum and the best type of exercise that you can do to get your biggest bang for your, your buck and or your time, so to speak. So we're going to be probably dispelling a few myths out there that the fitness industry likes to... Um, Lead you to believe, and that is that you need a lot of time exercising to get the results that you actually want when that's not the case. So, today we're going to be talking about how to get results in just a few hours a week. We're going to um, talk about the different types of exercise and why they're both important to have within your whole entire program so that you're just not doing one or the other. And most importantly, which type of exercise you're going to need for your particular goal. Okay, so the fitness industry actually has a lot to answer for. They tell us that we need to spend hours in the gym to get the results that we want. And that's really not the case. In fact, I am a classic example of that. I used to train two, three hours a day. I would be in You know, in my lunch hours, doing all of the group fitness classes, using the weights, I would be doing the cardio, I'd be doing the boot camps, I'd be playing outside sport, I'd be running, you know, after work on the weekends. I was doing so much and I actually didn't change my body shape. If anything, I would say I got fatter in the areas that I wanted to improve. So I'm a classic example that doing more does not work. I've had clients come to me that are, have been classic overtrainers, where they would also be exercising one, two hours every single day in the, in the gym as well as outside doing cardio and they also had problems with not being able to achieve what they wanted to do. So if more is not better, then what actually leads to change? So first of all, you need to know that you need the right type of training stimulus You need the quality and the intensity of the session. So it's not just volume. It's actually what's involved in your particular training session and how intense that particular training session is. And you also need to make sure that you actually have just the right amount of stimulus. So if you're going to, to exercise too much, you're actually going to put more stress on your body and it won't be able to recover. And one thing that we do know is that Research has shown us time and time again that the more muscle that you actually have on your body, the higher our metabolic rate will be, which in turn enhances our ability to burn fat. So guys, muscle is one of the biggest key factors here. The more you have, the better you will better you will be. So let's have a look at the two types of exercise. Most people know that there's, you've got your weights and your resistance and you've got your cardio type of exercise and, you know, that might be broken down to into either high intensity or low intensity exercises, whether it's, you know, high interval in training, circuit classes, boot, style, boot camp style classes, or you might have your low intensity, which is might be going for a walk, you're going for a bike ride, going for a leisurely swim, Pilates, yoga, all those sorts of things. They're considered as a, a low intensity cardio type activity. Now, let's just make this clear that there's also other forms of activity that People don't know where to class, and that's things like even simple as gardening or cleaning cleaning the house. And I guess depending on your fitness level, they will be either intense or not so intense for, for some people. So all types of exercise have a place in your exercise plan and it will depend on your goals. So where do we start when we're looking at how to program the right type amount of exercise um, to get to where we want to go. So first of all, what is your goal? That's the thing that you need to ask yourself. Is your goal to get rid of some body fat? Is it to change your shape? Is it to tone up, aka build some muscle? Then the type of programming that you will need to have in your exercise plan will be very different to some to somebody that, say, has a goal of running half a marathon or has a goal of doing triathlons. And, um, look, I'll go into that a little bit more detail maybe in a later episode and I'll, you know, where it, how it's different between training for fitness versus training for fat loss. But let's say your goal for this particular scenario is to get some shape to your body, to lose some fat and to build some muscle. So where would do we go from here? Now, the first thing that people associate with this particular goal is that they will need to live in the gym or spend hours exercising every week. And that's simply just not the case. And as I said, I was a very good example of this before. Um, My body shape did not change and I was doing exactly that. So um, I just want to clear that right up now that that is not the case and that you can indeed get great changes and fantastic results within just a few hours a week. So the first thing that you will need to do, if your goal is to tone up, to get some shape and to lose some fat, is to first prioritize lifting weights in the gym. Now, a common misconception with lifting weights, especially amongst us females, is that we will get big and bulky. Um, we will look like a bloody built a bodybuilder. Will have to lift weights, um, you know, one to two hours every single day. Um, and yeah, we're just going to be, look not feminine at all, and that's and that's couldn't be further from the truth. And in fact, um, you know, there's a big reason why us females won't go and look like a bodybuilder or look like a man and get big and bulky, and it's simply because we actually don't have the same amount of testosterone as what males do. So we would need to work really hard, <laughs> a really long time, dedicate many, 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 many years to even look remotely like that so any maybe photos that you've seen of professional female bodybuilders I can guarantee you that that wasn't built in just a couple of years and if it was that I would say they were probably using um performance enhancing drugs but most professional bodybuilders that I personally know they have dedicated more than 20 years to to looking and being like that. They have an athlete's mind of how they train and how they eat and they've been been doing that consistently for upwards of 20 years. So I can tell you right now that, you know, lifting weights a couple of times through the week, focusing on getting stronger is not going to be putting you like a, a bodybuilder, so to speak. And look, if you were to look at me, I've been lifting weights now probably for, I would say, eight years. I'm definitely not big and bulky and I definitely don't look like a professional bodybuilder. And, you know, if anything, I've absolutely loved building some shape to my body. I've got some muscle definition and I'm losing fat in the process. And that's what usually all females want is to just look and feel good and feel strong and empowered in their own skin. So when I'm talking about weights, by the way, ladies, it's not just going to the group exercise classes and throwing some weights around, throwing, swinging some kettlebells around, um, lifting some dumbbells or anything like that. I'm, ta- I'm talking about real, real weights program. We're talking structure. We're talking progressive. So what do I mean by those two terms? So structured means that there is a set amount of sets and reps it will have certain particular exercises they'll have a length of time that you're going to be lifting those particular exercises for and you're going to be actually recording exactly everything that you do down in a little diary or a journal so that you can progress from there and progressing, I mean like progressing with weight. We're talking progressing the exercises, going from a simple exercise through to a more complex exercise. We're talking about progressing your technique and also, of course, your range of motion. So that's what a real weights program looks like. Everything that you do in a, in a weights program has purpose to it. There's absolutely no winging to it it's not walking into the gym and looking at the pieces of equipment and say, oh, yep, I'll do this one and that one and, and you know, kind of just see how you feel on the day. What it is is actually having a session written down exactly how you're going to do it, the order that you're going to do your exercises in, the reps, the sets, and even the weight that you last lifted so that you can try and beat that in your next session. The aim for a very structured and progressive exercise program and weights program is to do better, to improve your range of motion and better your technique and if you can, add more load. So there's a very important reason why a weights program will be set up like that. It's because you can develop the muscle mind connection In the way that you do those exercises, but it also helps develop those muscles. So if you were to change your exercises from week to week, you're not going to be strengthening strengthening those muscles in exactly the same way as you would be if you were doing the same exercise week in, week out, because then that's measurable. You can't measure if you've gotten stronger if you keep changing the exercises all the time. So by keeping the same set exercises each week for a period of time, you can actually overload those exact muscle groups every single time and that way you'll actually get stronger. Now, most people know, you know, lifting weights is important for building muscle but what a lot of people don't know is the other um, benefits that you can actually get from lifting weights And, and it does so many things for you. It improves your metabolism. As I said, you know, if you can improve your metabolism, then you can improve your body shape because you're burning more energy at rest. It improves strength, improves self confidence, mental clarity, improves your sleep. Yes, you will actually have a deeper sleep from lifting weights. You get improved functionality as you age. And if you didn't know, lifting weights is one sure way of increasing your bone density so they actually have less risks, bone breaks or fractures and even osteoporosis as you get older. It also helps decrease chances of injury, improved moon function and Let's, let's not forget that it's actually really important for any sort of rehabilitation or fixing up any imbalances that you might have between your left and your right sides. So as you can see, there's a huge amount of benefits when it comes to having a structured weight training program as part of your exercise plan. So now that we've talked about weights program, let's talk about cardio because most people know what a cardio program consists of you know, you you can only drive down the street and you can see how many people out walking or running or jogging or cycling. So most people know what cardio is, but let's define it that little bit more. So there's two types of, of cardio that are important to have within your exercise plan. First type is high intensity. The second type is low intensity. Now, What each one is will depend on your fitness level and experience. But as a general rule, high intensity type of exercise is something that gets your heart rate up. The intensity is up there and pretty much you're going to feel like you are dying doing these sessions and you will most likely hate doing them. They should actually go no longer than 30 minutes. Actually, if you have a look into the research, it shows that an intense session of just 10 to 30 minutes of, of cardio can actually get the same effects as that of a one and a half hour long lower intense session. So as long as your intense intensity is right up there, you are going to reap the benefits. This would be have to be one of your biggest bang for buck type of cardio. It's great for those time poor people because you can get in and out within 20 to 30 minutes and the best thing is about this is if you can look at it in the way that whatever you aren't good at so if you hate burpees and you're not good at them they are the best thing for you to help improve fat loss so Whatever you aren't efficient at, you need to put that in your high-intensity cardio sessions because that is going to be giving you, oh, it's going to be giving you worlds of benefits over something that you're already pretty good at. And if structured right, you can actually burn up to three times more fat than a regular cardio session. I'd also like to say that these um, particular type of sessions need to be planned in carefully, um, as it will depend on the type of person and what their goals are, as into how many will be structured into their particular training program. So, for somebody that is an older person or a sedentary person, they may have different needs to that of somebody that say is already quite fit and doesn't have much body fat to lose. Um, it might be also different for somebody that's wanting to build more muscle than opposed to losing fat. Um, So, yeah, the goals will determine as into how much of this particular high-intensity cardio-type style of session will be added into their program. But first and foremost, um, it's always structured around um, the weights training. Now, there are loads of benefits to having high-intensity cardio sessions within your particular training program, and the best one for us mums is that it's a really good use of time. Like, we don't have to go and slog ourselves away on the treadmill or running down the road for an hour to do hours to get that cardio adrenaline rush. We can have the cardio done between 20 and 30 minutes, and it will give us a better benefit – if your goal is fat loss, then an hour or two hour long cardio session will, guys. So it this is the bit by far the biggest and most important aspect of high intensity cardio exercise for us mums is because that, you know, you just get in and get out and get it done and it's done and it's and it's finished. You don't have to worry about it and it doesn't chew up all that time like you're used to um, going out for those long dreaded runs. Another huge benefit of high-intensity cardio exercise is it actually helps us utilize carbs and fats as energy sources. So long, intense cardio sessions can actually eat into your muscle, and your muscle will be what is used as fuel whereas your high intensity cardio sessions your carbs and your fats are usually used as energy sources it is also a really great way of getting variety into your training so other um unlike your weight sessions where we like it to be very structured you have the same exercises looking at doing um reps, sets week in week out with your cardio especially this type of cardio this is where you get to add your variety and and, and go for gold as into what you want to add in there. Obviously, anything that's really bad at is actually really good for you. So you don't take any other tips home from this particular podcast episode. Know that the worst exercise that you hate doing because it's a lot of effort for you, that is actually the best exercise for you to do in order to get fat loss. I will actually go and put some extra reading material um, in the show notes for you guys, for the people that are really interested in having a little bit more um, read up about the research that goes into the types of cardio training, specifically high-intensity training and that of the resistance exercise. So now that we've spoken about the two, well, we've spoken about weight training and we've spoken about high-intensity cardio sessions, what about the low-intensity types of activity? Now, as I said before, this will depend on your initial fitness levels. So, something that might be good to know is that what might be a low intense activity for somebody might be a high intense activity for somebody else, depending on their fitness level. You know, that might be if I was to go for a jog or for a run, that might be considered as a low intense activity for me, but it might be a high intense type of activity somebody for somebody that is quite overweight. So yeah, as as long as you can understand that there's no clear clear black and white between this low intensity cardio sessions. It will it will depend on your fitness level. But in general it's anything that will get your body moving, it will be a lower type of activity. It will not raise your heart rate like your high intense activities. And it allows your body to recover. So I use low intense activity sessions to recover from my weight training sessions. So that means I might go for walks. I might go for a slow jog or swimming. You could do Pilates or yoga. Um, And if you actually have a desk job, by the way, um, getting these low intense activity sessions in is actually very important to you. Um, because you're sitting down all day and you're not getting that general movement in um, that other people that might have in a, a job that they're on their feet. So just make sure that if you do have a desk job that or you're sitting down a lot to make sure you get up and you get, out, get outside, go for a walk, do something and, and aim for that between the 30 to 60 minutes just for general movement. Now, for me, I schedule in an LIA session or my low intense activity session, maybe you know, two to three times a week, depending on what my goals are and how active I have been through my week. So now we know what the three types of, of exercise are. If we were to have a goal of losing fat, shaping up and building muscle, how do we structure it in there? Like how often should we be doing things? So if you were to have um, a look at any of my previous episodes, I've mentioned that you actually only need between two to three hours a week to get results. So let's look at that and break that down now in how to structure in your, your weight training, how to structure in your high intensity cardio sessions and how to structure in your lower intense cardio sessions. So generally for somebody, if they came to me and they weren't, or say like a newbie to structured training or weight training, the most important thing you need to do first is to set out the days that you're going to be doing weight training. So to start off, I recommend just doing two weight training sessions a week in the gym. One will be a lower body and one will be an upper body. So once you have those two particular weight training sessions in, then I would look at scheduling in your high intense cardio sessions, okay? So if your goal is to build muscle, to build shape and get loose fat, weight training is your your cornerstone. That's what you do most of. Then you're going to be looking at sporadically putting in those high intensity of cardio sessions. So for a newbie, again, somebody that's just new to this type of style of training, I would only generally recommend one to two of those high-intensity cardio sessions a week. And I would make sure that you put enough time and I would say like space between that and your weight session because you don't want to um, impact the way that you train within the gym and vice versa. So you want to make sure that you have a recovery day or say like a low-intense activity day in between your high-intensity cardio in your weight training, just to make sure that you, you know, you're sore and that you're fully recovered from your sessions. And then, if you were to look at structuring in your low-intense cardio sessions, I would be looking at if you know, if you had a fairly sedentary job, I would definitely look at um, scheduling at least two to three sessions of those a week. So that you could get out, you can walk the dog, you could go for a swim, you could do anything like that just to get you moving and so that you're not sitting down all day. So the points to consider here is obviously I just touched on that you don't want to schedule your weights training in on consecutive days. You want to allow for recovery. So generally I aim for like a Tuesday or a Thursday or I might do a Wednesday and a Friday, something like that so you have a, a split and a day in between. Um, and to be mindful of, obviously, the type of hit session that you might do um, so that it doesn't affect your performance in the gym. So you're not going to do a heavy legs, um, high-intensity cardio session and then go and hit legs in the gym the next day. You, you really wouldn't have a good time with that at all. <laughs> I'll go and put an example of a two days weight session on the show notes of this particular episode, and this will help get you started, so you you know you're going to start off on the right foot. All right, guys. So I have spoken about the types of exercise that you're going to need in your exercise plan to get to your goal. What are the take home points for this particular episode? So first of all, first number one thing is to work out your goal. What is it that you are really wanting to achieve? Because the way that you you go about it will be totally different if your goal is for fitness or if it is for fat loss. So first of all, work out what your goal is. Second point is to structure your training throughout the week to get the most out of your sessions. Okay, so that means that we are planning our exact sessions that we're going to be doing in the gym. The gym sessions don't take any more than forty-five minutes. Um, And I guess if you were to take a lot longer between exercises, it might take you up to an hour. But in general, I can be in and out within 45 minutes. Um, You need to focus on the intensity and quality of your session rather than the amount of time taken to do it. And there is definitely a difference between training and working out. So, you know, don't think that because you've spent you know, two hours in the gym that it was an intense or quality session. A lot of the time you actually lose the intensity with more time. So get in there, do what you need to get done and then get out. You need to structure in rest weeks, guys. So listen to your body and ensure that you're recovering after your intense sessions. Generally, I will program one to two weeks after every 10 to 12 week training cycles where I do not overload my muscles. This is the time that you will grow from the stimulus that you have just done within that last 12 weeks. So you actually need rest to grow. You do not grow muscles in the gym. You grow them when you're actually in rest and recovery period. The last thing that's the most important thing about this is that you need to stick with it and be consistent for at least 10 to 12 weeks. Don't chop and change your exercises around just because you get bored. Focusing on the way that you lift and the amount that you lift, build consistency. That is the biggest take home here you need to stay consistent with something to, in order to see the results and measure the results from it. Alrighty, guys, I think that is a wrap, and I hope you all got to take something away from this episode that you can start implementing right now. If you want to share the love, give feedback, or ask me any questions on today's episode, please head over to my Facebook community page, The MILF Podcast. Thanks for listening. Talk soon.
0: Thanks for listening to the MILF podcast for mom's intent on living fit, and fabulous. Would you like to share your journey and getting your sexy back? Getting your sexy back? Then head on over to the website for full access to show notes, resources, and links to the Facebook group. Get connected. So you too can join the conversation and network with others on the same journey as you. Stay motivated. All wanting to live a fit and fabulous lifestyle. You can find all that and more by visiting themilfpodcast.com. That's M-I-L-F-F podcast podcast.com dot com, dot com.